The following is a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of higher insurance, not WBEV or Good Karma brands. Now, here is Senior Solutions with Craig Warmbold. And Sandy Hire, no doubt. Sandy uh, Hire with Senior Solutions. Uh, Hire Insurance Team will help you. I'm going to go through the list here. Uh-oh. Plan for retirement, secure your financial well-being, explore and understand your insurance options and navigate through Medicare. Is that all? Ooh, that's a lot of words. <laughs> Is that? <Woo-hoo>. Wow. <laughs> Sandy, how the heck are you today? I am good. I haven't been here for a few weeks. Um, Matt and I were so busy that only one of us could come. And Well, right now, well, only one of you has come here today. No, you know, he went home to do something. I don't know. He so the, the plan is for him way. to be here. The plan is for him to be here. All right. And I'm sure he's listening. So, Matt, get your tail here. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he was probably speeding to the radio station. One of Beaver Dam's finest uh, law enforcement officials probably maybe stopped him and said, Hey, oh. are you late for the radio station? And maybe. then gave him a little ticket. Well, or maybe he's giving him gate. a special escort as as we speak right now. We have to get you to the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so important. O- only Matt, but yeah, he's he's supposed to be here, and I'm sure he'll show oh, up. Oh, is this is time. this him? No, that is not Matt. Totally not Matt. We've got the door open for him and everything. We do. He, he will be here momentarily. I'm sure. You know what we didn't do before the show, Sandy? Talk disclaimer. about what we're going to talk about. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think we did. We did the disclaimer, right? You did this disclaimer, LA. Yeah, she did the disclaimer. All right. I guess I'm just so used to it. I don't even know. Just, just in one ear and out the other. Yes. So, what is the plan for today? What are we talking about, Sandra? Oh, are you a Sandra? I am. Okay. All right. Sandra Jean. Really? Yeah. Sandra. Oh, that's beautiful. You should go with that all the time. I should go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not that formal of a person. <laughs> okay. You know, I just kind of roll with. I mean, you wouldn't believe what some of the people call me. <laughs> Well, I feel like the movie Grease probably like propelled that kind of idea right oh, into Sandra D. I Sandra do have D. that nickname with some mm-hmm. some friends, Sandra mm-hmm. D. Mm-hmm. We're not here to talk about Grease. As good of a movie as it was, God bless Olivia Newton-John. I know wherever she may be today. I just went to that at the um, uh, Fort Atkinson Fireside Theater a couple months ago. Really? How mm-hmm. was it? It was great. I didn't like who they picked for um, John Travolta's part, though. Oh. He just wasn't that. I know he didn't mm. he didn't fit it. I don't know, but maybe that's who they had auditioned. Do you know if they did the songs that were only written for the movie in the play? They did some songs that I did not recognize. Yeah, right, because there are songs that were in the original version that were then replaced by the songs that Olivia Newton-John sang. Oh, like uh, I did not Hopelessly know that. Devoted was not in the original play. I didn't know that. So some, so some productions, as I understand it from having people on Community Comment over the years, some productions have the choice of you get like the basic uh, script and then you could do the add-ons and add-on uh, Hopelessly Devoted and a, a couple, I forget the other one that was only in the movie. Oh. So it's like an a la carte thing, I guess, if you get the script. Well, that is really cool. I mean, yeah. I liked Olivia Newton-John. I thought she had a beautiful voice. And my husband really liked her. He thought she was so hot. <laughs> but who else could have done? I can't. I couldn't imagine anybody else in that role. No, and you know she was older when she portrayed that. I mean, L- like late twenties. Yeah. Yes. So that she, was the style. I mean, Rizzo was like in her mid thirties. Oh my gosh, she was good too. She was. I mean, I can't imagine another Rizzo. I mean, they really define their roles. Maybe that's why it was hard too going to the the play. Because you're expecting Travolta. You were upset that Travolta wasn't there. Yeah, he should have been there. But no, but the the Olivia was was very good. She did a, a great job. But. So, so the people that uh, came up in the uh, in the fifties, and that was a big part of. The, they're the ones that are going to be retiring nowadays. They're the ones that are probably doing planning for retirement. Oh, and your son's here. Yes. Uh oh. 
already got a call from Blake. <laughs> saying I was trash talking him on the radio. See, I can't get by with anything with all of my children being around here. They squeal on me. I'm sure they're, yeah. It's a small community. Shut the radio off, Blake. <laughs> I mean, that's what we tell our kids. Like, you're not going to get away with anything. I'm on the radio. People know me. You're always going to be Craig's kid. That Oh, did you hear what Craig's kid did? Oh, no. So No, what did they do? <laughs> nothing. Because my kids have always been so, like, fearful of it that we scared them into just being good kids. It worked. That's like I had a friend whose um, father was the principal at the high school. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, that was. But then at toward the end, it's like, who gives a rip? Yeah. <laughs> my friend Timmy's dad was a cop, and one time, you know, and when you're the son of a cop, sometimes, especially in Chicago, one time we were pulled over going uh, 80, uh, 89 miles an hour. And the cop said, oh, do you know you were going 89 miles an hour? I said, oh, no. <laughs> he said, uh, why, how fast do you think you were going? He said, ooh, I don't know, 87? <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're the kid of a cop, you can you could say stuff like that. Well, Matthew? Matt got pulled over going really fast one day. I think we've talked about it before. Oh, really? Might as well bring this up. <laughs> but you were like 16, weren't you? I was, and I was, nice. I was late to church. <laughs> you, wait, was he really late and to it church? Worked. I yeah, was. It worked. Well, it didn't work. I still had a $300 ticket. Oh, I didn't think you got a ticket. Oh, no. What they did was they lowered the points for me so I could keep my license still. Oh, okay. So it was a valuable lesson, and I had to pay the ticket. What kind of car was it? It was, you know, the 97 Dodge Avenger. <laughs> yes. Wow, quick cars. Now, are you guys able to get people out of tickets uh, at higher insurance? How does that work? <laughs> oh, no. No, not even though I have not had a ticket, I've had one in my lifetime. Really? And it was many, many years ago when I was first. No, I think Emily was born. So mm. I would have been in my early 20s. Speeding? Yes. Okay. And he, right. did, he did give me a ticket, but. How many tickets have you gotten I out cried. Of? Um, I got a warning one time. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did cry. It didn't help. <laughs> no, I cried because I was scared. Aww. So, yeah, you know, you get pulled over by a policeman and it's scary. <laughs> and I had Emily in the back seat. She was an infant. We'll have to talk to Mr. Johnson about that. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Beaver, uh, Beaver Dam Police Department on the first Friday of every month on Community Comment. Tune in. I can call in. Yeah, sure. Anybody <laughs> could call in. She Absolutely. won't. I won't. No, I never have called in. People could call in right now to this show. They could call 920-885-4446. It's the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers. If they've got a question about any of those things that we mentioned earlier, retirement, financial well-being, insurance options, Medicare, all that good stuff. Yeah, because uh, when I visit my friends uh, after in the shop, they always let me know. You know, they're very much critics. They let me know what I said and the cliche <laughs> comments I say, so... They always say they're going to call in, but I haven't heard from them yet, so... Well, Matt, why are you such an awesome insurance person? Wow, that's, uh... Seems like a cliched question. Yeah, He's a think, good right? listener. It's like, do you want me to answer it with a cliche? It's like, because I care. No, I, I mean, yes, it's just uh, we have the, the best interest for everyone when we basically do it, so that's why there's not one product that, you know, works for everyone, because everyone's situation is different, so... I wish I could, I wish it was that easy, then my job would be a lot easier, but yeah, that's why we have many different products from retirement to life insurance to health insurance, so kind of can fit anybody's needs if we need to. Is your job hard in terms of uh, keeping up with all the newest changes, newest updates, newest things that are going on, or is there a base knowledge there that is uh, really the most important thing, and then some of the other things that change are just... 
you know, minor things that you just navigate through a part of a typical day. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. You have to know like the base knowledge of like Medicare, for example, but it's ever evolving and there's always changes. And so just, yeah, staying on point with knowing, you know, what next year brings and stuff like that, that's huge. But they also make us do continuing education credits. So yes. Yes, a lot of emails uh, with all the changes going on between the Medicare Advantage, the drug plans, the um, Affordable Care Act, continual emails on we're doing it this way now, we're changing this, we're adding this. Are you able to do that um, remotely, or do you have to go to a physical classroom? You know, um, years ago, I could never do any of my CEs or any trainings uh, online. Now I can do CEs and company trainings online. Uh, COVID did change a lot of it. Um, I used to have to drive to go to my meetings. You might have to go to Appleton. You might have to go to Milwaukee Hmm. or Fond du Lac. So I do kind of enjoy that I can just do it from the office, and you don't lose as much time of your day. But I think COVID did help that along, and more companies went with it then. But like even our CEs through the state of Wisconsin, we, other states, like I'm licensed in Iowa and Florida, I could do those remote, but I could not do Wisconsin. I oh. had to go to a class. Now here's, here's what they do, though, when you do your CEs. If you go to a class, you don't take a test. If you do it remote, you have to do a test. Oh, okay. So what about the other side of that? What about... Uh Uh, current partners, uh, potential clients, do you always meet with them in person or are there options to, you know, just a quick phone call or a Zoom meeting or something? Both of those. We we do Zoom, we do phone calls, we do um, house visits. Um, Some people don't drive or they maybe, you know, can't can't see real well and like read their prescriptions off to us. So I'll run to their house and get them. And, you know, a lot of times they have, you know, children or a neighbor or something to help them. But you'd be surprised at the seniors that really don't have anybody. That seems really above and beyond. Well, you just want to help them and and you feel so bad, you know, and I'm saying, oh, can you give me your list of prescriptions? You're on the phone, and she's like, you know, let me get my magnifying glass. I can't, mm. I can't read it. I'm like, where do you live? <laughs> you know? So it's just easier to run and get them and, and take care of it. But we don't have a whole lot of people that can't come into the office. But, you know, there's always, always those few, and you just hope that they don't live an hour away. <laughs> and I'm sure people just maybe just the busyness of their lives or, you know, the convenience of being able to do something. That option is there, I think, at the end of the day is what's maybe oh. important to point out. You know, right now it's the time, or are we done with it? Is today the last day for the Affordable Care Act? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. Oh. Well, not technically. Right. Okay. Because they extended it to January 15th. But any changes we do from here on out till January 15th will be effective for February 1st. I know, let's confuse us a little bit more. Because if you did it before yesterday's deadline, it would have been effective January 1st. That a boy. Yes, sir. Paying attention. Uh I listen to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We were talking about you last week, and all of a sudden, you were at the door. (laughs) It's a small world. It's funny. When we talk into these things, other people can hear. I know. People listen to this? Wow. (laughs) So uh, the affordable, and you get a lot of people coming in asking about the ACA. That's part of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. And... It's either great appointments or not so good appointments. So it's tough because, I mean, they're essentially catastrophic plans. You know, we have 9,000 to 9,100 max out of pockets. If it's a couple, they're going to have an $18,200 max out of pocket. Wow. So, yes, I mean, that's so it's tough, but there is no penalty for not having insurance. They did take that away, but that still doesn't make sense not to have insurance because $100,000 surgeries are common nowadays you know, million dollar cancer years. Mm -hmm. So that's why 
essentially we have this plan. Yes, it's not the greatest, you know, it's not even comparable to group insurance whatsoever, but we're not filing bankruptcy if we have a major year. So it's just you're paying for peace of mind, essentially. So the lowest deductible through the ACA is an $18,000 deductible? Well, you can get lower, but the premiums are astronomical. Hmm. So we don't have anyone really taking those, do we? Not really, unless they do have health issues. You know, and it's also if we hit certain income gaps where we're in the lower income gap, well, yet then they will start adjusting those max out of pockets and they are much, much lower. Okay. Like there's plans that we can get a hundred dollar deductible with the max out of pocket of $750. But we have to be in that income bracket for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not too common. Um, the most frustrating part with the Affordable Care Act right now, it's I've been seeing is I call them the in-betweeners. So you make just enough to not go on like you know, uh, your state badger care, mm. but you're too high of an income to hit those, you know, really good plans. So then you do have to end up taking a $9,000 max out of pocket. So it's tough and that really stinks. And that's, they've stuck billions into this with the American Rescue Act and the Inflation Reduction Act. But all they really did was they didn't adjust the plans. They just um, extended the gap of like your, it, for your household income. So it used to be like a household income, if they made over $70,000, they never got a tax credit. Now what they did is I can sign someone up with $150,000 household income. You know, and I know it, it does benefit those people, I guess, but at the same time, it's like the people with the $150,000 household income probably are better off, obviously. I was just hoping they could fix that gray area a little bit. You know, so I gotta talk to my senators. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, call the president. But yeah, senators are, that is a good place to start. I used to do a lot of letters to the senators for different things with um, for my seniors, for Medicare, but I haven't done that recently. That's a good thing to get back into, Matt. It is because, you know, they, you know, people are touting, you know, Democrats and Republicans. Yes, we're sticking money into this. That's great because it's not going anywhere. Everyone fears that it's going somewhere. It's like you cannot take something away when there's 20 million people on it. If you don't have something to replace it, you know, they're not just going to be like, no one has insurance. Goodbye. You know, it's it doesn't work that way, but they're not telling us what they're doing by sticking this money into it. You know, and then us as agents, we're finding out like, oh, yeah, you have one hundred fifty thousand. You don't get a tax credit. We do their application. We're like, wow, the federal government is still giving you money, you know, and that's where if we could fix that gray or just little tweaks with it. And then another problem with insurance is just the networks. These networks are getting very, very powerful, you know, and not trying to say, like, I don't want them to be, but we live in an area where there's only a few providers. Mm -hmm. So it says that there's 158 plans available in the state of Wisconsin, but we can knock out three quarters of them because they're they're not relevant to us in this area. So it's it's kind of frustrating because, you know, this provider only wants to send you to their specialists, their surgeons, you know, and quality of care. It's like. What if there is a different provider that has a better surgeon? You know, that's when they start treating us like a number and it's it does get frustrating or you can't see that specialist for six months. You have to wait because they're HMOs and they're only sending you to their doctors. So it does get frustrating because so many people are like, all right, I'm going to get a good plan this year because I have a surgery coming up. Well, the process it takes to get a surgery, there's protocols. You know, like if you have a bad shoulder, we have to do injections first. Then we have to do a little bit of PT, you know. 
and then we'll do the MRI. You know, and it, it all of a sudden, that whole year happened, and they still don't have the surgery scheduled yet. You know, so it's it's a problem that we're facing every day, and you know, I, I don't know an answer for it right now, but I think the networks does have a problem, you know, to do with it because there's the protocol, and every HMO is different. So it's just I, I don't have an answer for this. I wish I did. But I think we just have a shortage of doctors and nurses in, you know, our communities, uh, you know, local communities. But a lot of these doctors, when I was speaking with a doctor like a month or two ago, he was telling me that the, what is the insurance, malpractice insurance, mm-hmm. was just getting so outrageous in the 90s, I believe. Wow. So they're, they have to go with these providers to be under their umbrella, and the, uh, the insurance is much more affordable. Mm-hmm. So... Well, then they're like employed then for, you know, whatever HMO they're working for. Yes. They're an employee, so they don't have to cover all of that, those expenses. And plus they probably work, you know, the nine to five. They yeah. don't have the hospital rounds and things anymore. But it's like when you know you need a shoulder surgery, you have a bad shoulder, and you're trying to get the process to get the surgery, it seems like the goal is for them is like, well, let's try physical therapy. Let's try a shot. You know, it like just to delay it, like they're kicking it down the road basically, and it's frustrating. Some people end up getting the surgery, but it's it's not as easy. You know, you have to push with your providers. You have to say, okay, next steps. Where are we going? When's my next appointment? Put me on a cancellation list. That's huge. People don't realize there is cancellation list that you can be on if you are flexible. So there's many different things, but yeah, pushing has been the biggest thing. Just talking to people that have retired in the medical field that. You know, if you want the care, you have to go out there and get it. So, I know. It Be sounds, proactive on your health. It sounds terrible. but And that's hard with older people, you know, because they're not, they don't have anybody like, I go with my husband to all of his appointments to make sure that I, that we understand everything that's going on and two heads are better than one in the appointment. So I know, you know, what what is going on with his medications or surgery or whatever. But not everybody has that that partner or, or a child to go with them. Yeah, the second set of ears. Yes. But that's why, if, especially if you go to like a neurologist, they're speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, uh, this is all going to be written down, right? <laughs> like, And that's huge. You want to make sure. Uh, but yeah, another reason you go is because dad was always healthy as a horse, he always said. You know, and then yeah. we're reading these notes like, well, the doctor didn't really say that. <laughs> Maybe just a pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. A, a sick pony. <laughs> 920-885-4446 if you've got a uh, question for the higher insurance team here. Uh, we're, we're talking about insurance right now, but, uh, you know, any of the uh, services that are offered, retirement, financial well-being, uh, navigation through Medicare, of course, always an uh, open topic. Uh, do you find that people will come in just to talk about um, uh, maybe the ACA or something like that that aren't necessarily affiliated with you guys and using you for other services like retirement planning or, or things like that? Absolutely. And that's why, you know, we have to plan for the future. The ACA isn't going anywhere. It doesn't seem so like we have to plan for that, you know. So if we can control our income, you know, early retirement, that helps the burden of health insurance because that's the number one thing. Everyone's like, I'm retiring, you know, next month. So let's do it. And then I'm like, okay, hold up, you know, because <laughs> it could be potentially $2,000 a month if you have to pay for health insurance and you don't get a tax credit. So there is a lot of obstacles that, 
if we plan you know if we come in years early you know that's when we can start doing certain things and tricks of the trade to jump through these hoops just to make things a little smoother because mm-hmm. yes you didn't work all these years and save all this money and think wow i'm going to spend twenty thousand dollars on insurance not going to the doctor you know that's a big deal and people take it for granted with group insurance well and many people come in and say i'm just working for the insurance you know they want mm-hmm. want to retire but they really don't know what's out there and what it's going to cost so i'm like come in we'll set up your retirement plan we'll look at what insurance costs are and then that gives them an idea they have a plan even if they wait two years three years four years to retire at least they have a strategy and know what they're going to need in retirement are you seeing people retire before 65 some but i would say most stay working at least one of them yep. to keep the insurance keep the insurance yep a lot more people it's the bottom of the hour. Do we read the disclaimer? Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a paid program. Man, you, you, you could do this yourself. I feel like you don't even need a host now at this point. You guys are just so on point. Um, this is a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of higher insurance, not WBEV or Good Karma. Excellent. Brands. Excellent. So far, so good. Yes. <laughs> but now they can call the Wisconsin Dells hotline. Eight eight five four 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 six. There you go. Yes, All right. yeah, close enough. Ho Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells. We'll uh, we'll work on oh, that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we got to work on that one a little bit. Um, another thing I want to bring up is, you know, tis the season. Uh, it's expensive, obviously. So let's get some more money from our Social Security. Mm. We are having historic rate. So basically, what that means is it's called COLA, which is the cost of living increase, and they do it annually. But inflation has really, you know, been affecting us lately, but it helps us for Social Security, (laughs) believe it or not. So this year, they are going to be starting January 1st. We are going to have an (laughs) 8.7% increase. That's huge. Last year was the record, the highest one in like 40 years, and it was 5.9. But they raised the Part B astronomically, too. This year, they at least didn't do that, so they get to keep more of their increase. Right. So, and that's, well, it's starting January of 2023. As a result of the COLA, the average retiree will collect about $150 more per month. You know, so that's that's huge. Um, so it says, for example, the earnings limit will rise from $19,560 uh, per year to $21,240 per year for household. So that's basically if you're collecting Social Security and still working, like punching a clock, physically earned income, you can make up to a certain amount of money without being penalized. And you're not really penalized, but every $2 you're over, they take a dollar back. They say they put it back in your account, but that money will never, you know, you will never recover that money. Mm. And it gets rectified at tax time. So that's why Social Security so many times, we, we run these, you know, reports and stuff. And yes, the report is like, if this, this, and this happens, you know, like you would statistically, your household would have more money. But, you know, we have widowed spouses. We have a lot of different scenarios. So if you're working prior to full retirement age, it doesn't make sense to have it on if you're making over the 21000 for 2023. What people don't know, though, is in the year of our full retirement. So like you were born 1960 or later, right? Mm-hmm. So your full retirement age would be 67 years old. Yeah, great. Unless they adjust it. <laughs> and it's likely to go up yes. to 68, 69 by the time you and I get there. I hope not. 
Um, <laughs> I would think so. They did that in, in the UK. I know. It, it, it probably will happen, but it's, it's tough because, you know, some people, you know, they wait, wait, wait to turn it on. I want my full retirement. And all of a sudden you collect two checks, you know, so that's why if it makes sense, it makes sense, you know, and we have to take into so many considerations like the widowed spouse test. You know, if one passes away, we do want one that's larger because we're going to lose the lower of the two. And then the higher one gets passed to the surviving spouse. So there's many different things. Social Security isn't like, hey, I turned 62. I'm eligible. Turn it on. It's used to be. Right. Everyone turned it on at 62, collected a pension, Social Security, and that there was no thought process or retirement plan included. But people retiring a lot earlier then, you know, so that's the thing. And now we have, you know, insurance costs. They're just going up and up, you know, like it was a modest increase. I don't know if I was listening to the radio the other day you know, our local station and nice, uh, <laughs> nice plug. Uh, it, they said it went up like 15%, the cost of insurance. And I want to say maybe it was for the county workers, but that, that's huge. You know, we're already dealing with inflation of the 8% or 8.7 what, or whatever it is now. I think it's in the sevens now, but regardless, you know, that's, that's a shocking number. 15% more like it, what is next year? You know, another 15, 20%, like, these numbers are just getting astronomical. So that's why with retirement, I know we're insurance agents, everyone's like, well, why are we worried about that? And it's like, that is a huge deal because these are thousands of dollars we could be saving if we can control our income, create our buckets, and be pulling from something where it's not affecting our insurance on the Affordable Care Act. Well, what are buckets? Take it away, Sandy. <laughs> I've been a bucket lady forever. <laughs> I don't know what that wow. means, but. No, I've always, I mean, since we started retirement planning, we had buckets. So you, we put your money in different buckets so it's not all in one place. So you don't want all your money at risk. So the red bucket is your risk bucket. So if you have all your money in there and you're, you're pulling on it and a 2008 hits and all of a sudden it's, you know, you lose a third of it, it's, it's not going to be good. So that's why you need your green bucket. And the green bucket is where it's money that can go up, but it cannot go down. So you can't lose your principal or your gains. Then we have your yellow bucket. Your yellow bucket is your money in the bank or you know, money that's not really growing, but we call it a, a slush fund. So it's money you can pull on if you need a furnace, if you need a new roof. I mean, you know, big things. You need a down payment for a car. You have to have that slush fund built up as well. So those are the three buckets we use in the retirement strategy hmm. when people are retiring. You can't just have it all. You'd, uh, and most people do when they come in. They have everything in the red bucket um, entering into retirement. Every, like everything in the stock market. Yeah, everything in your 401 or whatever, hmm. which, is, which is at risk. And, and most people don't want to stay in that situation. So we have to kind of do a, um, an earning or a test. What do we call that test, Matt, that we do the have them fill out? Uh, where they want to be, and we ask them about, you know, risk. The and, fact finder? Yeah. No, not the fact finder. They can even do it right online on our website. Oh, the risk test. Yes, there's yep. a risk analysis. I, I thought there was a, a more of a name for it, but whatever. So they can take that test and see where they want to be, and then we look at where they are and try to adjust it to where they want to be. But they don't realize that what they're in because, you know, everything's kind of automatic when you're working. I mean, you pay your bills. You put so much away for retirement. I mean, you don't worry about anything. But all of a sudden at retirement, it's like, now what do I do? 
how do I use this money and use it wisely um, when I don't have an income any longer? So are you saying that you uh, that the, the 401k should be complemented by, uh, supplemented by other investments in, in whatever it may be? Or are you saying that you should take that 401k at some point before retirement and liquidate that and put that into other assets? Some people will take a chunk out. If that's all they have, they'll take a chunk out and make it a little bit safer during, mm. you know, before they retire or getting close to retire. Because, you know, if you're going to retire in a year or two and all of a sudden you lose a third mm. of your retirement fund, it's going to be hard to make that up in retirement if you plan on using that money. And yeah. we were, and then we were planning on pulling from that. And it's like, you don't like to pull on things that are already, you know, down 20%. So, because it's just that much more drastic to the actual account. There are penalties, though, for draining that 401k or altering that 401k, but obviously they're not offset by what you're suggesting here. Well, yeah. if we roll it right out of there, do a direct rollover, okay. there's there's no, no taxes or penalties okay. involved. Yes. All right. All right. Or can, we can't do it before 59 and a half, though, right? Roll it? Right. Yeah. Well, 59. Well, yeah, you can roll something prior to 59 and a half if you don't touch it or tax it. Um, if you touch oh. something, like if you actually hold it for longer than 60 days, yes, there will be uh, ordinary income tax you'll have to pay plus okay. a 10% penalty. Oh, all right. We don't want any of that. No. Nope. Yeah. So as long as you roll it into something right away, regardless of age, but what age would you recommend doing that? Um, it, it It's all situational, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because some people, you know, have larger accounts, smaller accounts, but obviously and their income, what they need in retirement might be different too. So it varies, definitely. Yeah, okay. target income, when you want to retire, how much you have. You know, it, target income is huge because that tells us what you want to live on for the next 30 years without that paycheck included. So does this tie into the go-go years, slow-go yeah. years, and no-go years? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like you need more in those go-go years, you <laughs> know, right. because you're younger, you're hopefully healthier and you want to travel, you might want to see your children, you might want to go on a safari. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> safari, wow. I know. It's like Animal Kingdom at Disney? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I've always wanted to go on a safari. That's why I True African in. safari. Very nice. Wouldn't it be fun? You haven't done it yet? No, I am in oh. June. You? Oh, no kidding. Yes. That sounds awesome. I just found that out. Lord willing. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> I do now. Oh. Well, you know I have always wanted to do one. Yeah. And so it's not one that we're going to shoot anything. The only shooting we're doing is with a camera. Okay. Yeah, no, I would not kill anything. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to have like that safari hat and everything? <laughs> Probably. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the bugs. The bugs. Oh, stop. Anyway, now I forgot everything I was talking well, about. Well, no, I was – that was a good – that was a good transition there, but that's well. I was talking about Social Security because everyone is just you know praising this eight point seven, which is great, but there's a catch. Oh, there's always a catch. It says although the eight point seven cola is the highest adjustment in decades, uh, around fifty five percent of retired Americans say it's still not enough. You know, obviously we've had a tough year. Uh, it's been a record breaking year for inflation, so it makes sense that many retirees are feeling the pinch. But Social Security has a long history of not keeping up with rising costs. So basically, yes, we have a widowed spouse that received the higher of the two in 1980, and they're on Social Security. $1,000 was a lot more than it is now. You know, and that's where Social Security hasn't so much done its due diligence to keep up with that. You know, they just base it on inflation, you know, per that year. But at the same time, it's like, 
things are going up rent right now but social mm. security was never meant to live on solely right we never wanted you know. to exceed 40 percent of your retirement income but that's you know situational now and it's more important than ever right now because pensions are going away unless you're a city state or county worker you know pensions for factories and stuff they're going away they're not giving those benefits out and pensions are the warm fuzzy feeling you turn the tv on and the stock market drop but your pension will still be there because mm. we yeah. love constants in retirement that's why you have to create your own pension nowadays right and then that's it, that's what i'm doing yeah and it says since 2000 the social security benefits have lost around 40 percent of their purchasing power according to the 2022 survey from a senior citizens league in other words there isn't this isn't the first time social security struggled to keep pace with inflation but if the trend continues the benefit the benefits lose more of their buying power. It will become more and more difficult to rely on your monthly retirement checks. So that's the kicker is, that's our ultimate goal is we do not wanna leave you with just your social security, but that happens. You could have a widowed spouse that could enter Medicaid and a lot of assets could go away, you know? So mm. our plan changes obviously drastically, but that's where sometimes it makes sense where if we create those buckets, you know, Social Security might make sense to turn it on now because yours is the lower of the two and we'll let your spouses build up a little bit more. So I wish I could say, yes, you should do this, you should do this. It's all situational. You know, how much money yeah. we want monthly, you know, and doing the widowed spouse test is huge, which people forget a lot. And if we are fortunate enough to have a pension, making sure, hey, what happens to this pension? Does my spouse get half of it, three quarters of it? Do they get all of it? Or, or, did, none. <laughs> or none you know so that's that's really drastic and that's why you know we have to know um you know certain situations so what can we do now well if you haven't yet you retired or you're continuing to work in retirement it may be wise to bulk up your savings like we were just talking social your security slush fund yellow bucket <laughs> yep yep because social security could potentially keep losing the buying power over the years and a stronger nest egg can help you protect your retirement you know, so that's why it's basically this article is just saying, let's make sure that we have something else besides our social security and we're preserving our principal. Yes, it's not gonna double. You know, that was during our accumulation phase while we were working, the stock market went up, down, left, right. You know, it doesn't matter. It's still there. But now that we're actually gonna utilize this money, we wanna make sure it's still there. And what? it's so funny, people don't want to use it. They're like, oh, but I saved all my life, you know, what if I need that down the road? But it's like, that's what it's for. And they don't like to pay the taxes on it. You know, it's 100% taxable. So they don't want, they're like, I, I can't pull out of there because I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. Well, that's, that's what it's for, to live on. It is. And it's so crazy once we actually reach a threshold of retirement, you know, it's like, okay, do we have enough? Do we have enough? You know, and we're going. And then about halfway through, we're like, we want to preserve it even more. Now it's for our kids, you know. Yeah, you get to the no-go and you have most of your nest egg left. You can't even use it. it goes to your children. Mm, well, go to Africa, I guess. <laughs> I <know. laughs> get the safari hat. <laughs> I'll send pictures. <laughs> so that's the go-go years. And the go-go the years, then, I'm guessing, are what, pre-65? If you De had to no. just depending I mean, on when you retire but the go-go yeah. is more so like yes you will travel you will go on safaris early retirement you, when you first retire yes. you know you want to do more i mean unless obviously your health won't allow it and you typically will spend more also in the go-go years the go -go. yeah then the slow go years come and you take it a little easier yes okay yes or maybe your health has changed a little bit or maybe a spouse has passed whatever 
And then your no-go years, you're pretty much hanging around here. Like my mom, she's 94. She's in her no-go years. <laughs> she doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> the tricky part, though, is determining, I imagine, that uh, that end date that you're sh- you're kind of evaluating, you're calculating all this on. When you plan for that retirement, you need to map it out to a certain your health age makes a big difference. And what age you retire? You know, if you retire at fifty-two, you get your go-go years can be a lot longer. Yeah, thirty-year retirement will not work for you. <laughs> but say if you're just planning on Social Security, especially, I would think. Oh man, right. you didn't prepare. Well, yeah, and even you know, you, if you lose a spouse, even if you're losing the the lowest um, Social Security. It could be $1,000 a month. Can you imagine just having $1,000 a month pulled out of your income right now, even right now when we're working? That's a lot of money. Absolutely. And I think that's when we probably see the most poverty, too, is when a spouse passes and there's just one income because all your bills are the same. You know, your electric bill and phone bills Mm. are still, they don't get cut in half. And if we are struggling, though, I mean, you know, the ADRC is on. They mm-hmm. have many programs, you know, whether it be food stamps, whether it be energy assistance, you know, whether it be, you know, help with insurance products, you know, to where we start to get towards Medicaid, you know, where we're low income. There is a lot of stuff out there. So even reaching out, even if you find out, no, you don't get it or you're not quite there. You know, these numbers are always increasing and ever evolving. So absolutely, I would give them a call. And they'll take your application down and they'll run it across the board. They'll see what you qualify for. So what does a retirement consultation from higher insurance look like? What, what, what's that uh, going to set me back? Um, <laughs> Good so there, there's no charge. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> but, it's, but the first appointment is just a feeler. You All know, right. we're, we, we're talking, you know, like, hey, when, when are you planning on retiring? You know, how many kids you have? You know, what's, what's your goal? You know, uh, and then we kind of just start talking about different assets, you know, and just kind of laying it all out there. You know, I usually tell them to bring the kitchen sink, you know, when you mm-hmm. come to your first appointment and we just kind of go through it. We take a risk uh, assessment together um, and just basically start breaking it down, you know, just getting everything out on the table and their ultimate goals with things. Yes, it could change next year. That's why you have to meet annually. And if you don't meet annually, you definitely should be because things change. You know, we might, because like in early retirement, we never thought about like, oh, well, I want to start a college fund for my grandkids. You know, that might not have been a thought at the time. But now it's like, hey, I have a lot of grandkids. Why wouldn't we do this if we have a surplus of money? So it's all situational, but it's, and it's ever evolving, but we just kind of roll with it. We just keep changing it. That's why. A retirement plan is never set and fixed unless you have two spouses that have pensions and they have uh, Social Security, you know, and they're stable with that and they really don't have any other retirement savings. Yeah, that's it is what it is then. You know, that's going to be the constant amount we have. But so it's it's different. And I know we don't have pensions so it's a little bit more difficult, but that's where that risk test basically comes out and says, oh, well, you're actually a lot more conservative than you thought, you know, and people, mm-hmm. but we're not trying to double our money in retirement. You know, it's, it'd be nice. Absolutely. But we just want to make sure it's there tomorrow. And that's the huge part. So what does annual mean? Is it, does that mean every year, once a year? Is it more often, less often than that? Yes. Even if it's over the phone, you know, any changes? No. How are things going? You know, with the family? Uh, it's, it's huge. It's, it's better off in person because you, but well, yes, sometimes people don't call, you know, but if, if they have life events happen, you know, like losing a spouse or mm-hmm. or a grandchild that they want to, you know, 
pay for college or help with college or things like that, when they have life changes, that's for sure when they call. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, they kind of forget, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, but you should you should be reviewing and everything from insurance to, you know, and not even insurance that we don't do, you know, like homeowners, auto insurance, you know, should always be shopping that and checking it and knowing your benefits. That's a big deal. How many of us know our benefits? Like with our, I don't even know my auto insurance benefits. I can't tell you what my deductible is. And with a home, I, yeah, I probably should do a review, huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe annually. Because I got a broken windshield right now. <laughs> you have a broken windshield? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Was it from the safari? No, I haven't been there yet. Somebody (laughs) shot at me. (laughs) Wow. Those little pieces of gravel sometimes can do a lot of of damage. And they start so small. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm not taking my car on the safari, guys. (laughs) So if I wanted to sign up for one of those free no-obligation retirement consultations, uh, who do I call? What do I call? Where do I go? What do I need to know? Yep. You can visit us. We're at the Heritage Mall, you know, on the north side of town here. Or you could call Jill. She's standing by. 920-887-0580. 920-887-0580. Where, where in the mall are you again? Or the old mall or whatever we want, the Heritage Village uh, shopping complex. How think, do we find I you I think there? they minus Village now. Did they? Did, oh, did yeah, they? I think what? they did take it out now. It's, it's just Heritage? Heritage Mall. Yeah. What? When did that happen? When the Village left. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know exactly, but it's, yeah, now oh. it's the Heritage Mall. The Heritage I Mall. I, I did not get the memo on that. This is the first time here. Just like your safari, this is the first time hearing <laughs> Breaking <that>. news. Right. <laughs> Breaking news. It's now the Heritage Mall. Don't forget to report that on, on the hour. <laughs> it's it's going to come up. I, I could guarantee that. Uh, so you guys are, uh, where do you, where's the best place to park uh, when I'm going to go there? Um, Basically, we're right next to, if you're looking at Joanne's Fabrics, we're on the right-hand side there. Okay. Um, and yeah, just park as close as you can, you know, towards the Joanne's area or the old Sears building. Look for the brown awning yep. next to Joanne Fabrics because our door faces sideways. I wish we had a front-facing door, but we don't because we have a sprinkler room next door. We'll have to talk to the girl next door with the big box door. <laughs> <laughs> and see what she could do for you. Yes. Uh, that's uh, good neighbors, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's important to have good neighbors. It is. It is. And sometimes they get our mail and <laughs> do, sometimes do they we really? get their mail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so uh, every so often they truck over with a letter or a piece of mail. So what is uh, oh, we got to go. What is it about a safari? Why why have you always wanted to do a safari? I don't know. I just want to see the beauty of it and the animals up close and not in a zoo. <laughs> She's always been talking about this. Then, she, then? yeah, she actually did want to do it. Then, then we actually looked up safari, and it is a hunt. It means oh, that's yeah. the actual technical. You can definition. do a hunt. Yeah. You can do one or the other. Okay. We're not doing the hunt. My right. husband keeps telling everybody we are. He said he's going to kill a he whatever. Does, he doesn't even own a gun. Water <laughs> buffalo. Yeah. Water buffalo. No, but it is. Uh, it would be pretty surreal to see you know the animal kingdom. You know where it's dog eat dog and you their know, natural mm-hmm. environment yes right. i mean that would be pretty cool because we don't see those types of animals obviously around here but and you go out early in the morning and then you might go out again later at night because you see different animals in the morning than you see out at night wow this sounds now i want to do it yeah and, and i want to get a retirement consolation we have consultation. a <laughs> all right we have a really small group so we're going with a group of like 12 
you know, so you get to do a little bit more than you do if you go with a group of 30. That's not until next month. We'll, we'll see you guys next week, or next next summer. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Very we, good. Do we do it for Christmas? What does Bill or say? Lord willing you, you in the do creek don't rise. You do whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, I'll let you read the disclaimer, but yeah, we'll, we'll call it quits for this week. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> the preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of Higher Insurance, not WBEV or Good Karma Brands. That's going to do it for the Higher Insurance Program. Is that how they usually do it?